Happy Valentine's Day, Slashers and Survivor Girls. We hope you got everything you ever parted. I'm Mr. Smeg. I'm the good buddy lunchbox. <laughs> God, so corny. Uh, uh. Oh, we hope you fell headless over heels now that the 14th is here. No? Uh, I, I, well, we'll go with it. I'm, I'm going to have to be on this train with you. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, roses are red. <laughs> violets are blue. Uh, I did something to pick you. Uh, anyway, I'm done. I'm getting off uh, the next station. I was going to see how long this is going to run. I just I can't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But anywho, <laughs> hi, welcome back. Um, <laughs> then to this uh, Valentine's Day edition of the Creep It Real Horror Cast. Um, if you haven't yet, we are on social media, Facebook and Instagram, at Creepin' It Real. You can email us at creepinitreal.cm at gmail.com. And we have merch at creepinitreal.redbubble.com, uh, all designed by Mr. Lunchbox. Yes, so this week, we went for the real low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Like, super low-hanging fruit. But it wasn't by... Uh... No. Yeah, I mean, no. like, we, we, we actually tried, but... Yeah, last week I said we were going to watch X, um, the Ty West film from last year, but... Craig didn't have access to it. And I didn't want to spend $20 on a movie that I wasn't really sure that I was actually going to like. Right. So um, it was only streaming on one platform. It was a platform that I had, but he did not. So I said, go ahead and pick something else. And so we decided to do My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. Keeping with the theme. Yep. It was uh, either that or uh, the girl on the third floor, which is which I'm actually kind of uh, upset that you didn't pick that movie. I don't want to watch CM Punk do construction for two hours. But, but see, come on, it's the Pepsi Man. I mean, Punk's kind <laughs> of a dick. I know he is, but it's like I so, mean, but it's Punk. It's I mean, yeah, maybe uh, his acting debut. It's kind of a bad omen because he hasn't done anything since, and that was a few years ago. Yeah, but he also did that with, you know, the MMA and everything. He went 0 for 2. Yeah. Anywho, um, so yeah, My Bloody Valentine. Uh, Another Ice Nine Kills song. Take your pick. Yeah. Is that why that popped into your head? Because that was one of your favorite Ink songs? Okay, so I'm going to run you through my night of actually getting to the selection of this. Oh, goody. Right, okay. So it started off where I I was going through the streaming services, trying to find X, couldn't find it, and then we, you know, confirmed that, okay, you just have to buy it. So then I was like, okay, well, let me look through all of the films, right? Go through categories of on Netflix, whatever, what have you, all that good shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through it, and I'm going through HBO, and I, for some reason, when I hit the horror movie little tab on it, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, popped up. So I watched that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that thing I sent you? So, I watched that for a little bit, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be finding a movie. And so then I'm like, I going was through, wondering I'm like, why oh, it like, took so long for you to get back to me on Yeah, that. I watched that. I was like, oh my god, like, I haven't watched that in forever, it's, and I'm like, yeah, I've oh, seen that it's so good. But yeah, so I watched Harvey Birdman for a while, and then, <laughs> uh, and then like, I was like, oh yeah, I gotta watch, I gotta find a movie, so I stopped. And I was just scrolling through, and literally the next movie over from the Harvey Birdman little tab was My Bloody Valentine. I'm like, oh, that's convenient. Like, Right? <laughs> so Yay. it's like, I haven't seen this movie in years. Yeah. And so it was nice where it was kind of like a, a, little, a little refresher just because it's like we... Yeah, because I don't think... I think we watched it around the time that the reboot or the remake came out in two thousand. That's why we watched it. Was yeah. so we were like, okay, well, we got to watch the original if we're going to watch the the remake. And then we were, I was, I was very, very upset with the remake. 
I mean, when the 3D, <laughs> they're doing the whole bit for there, it's like, Ooh, yeah. let me, like, get in the way of whatever's coming I'm at me. I'm just going to jump into this pickaxe. Yeah. Don't mind me. Yeah, there was some problems. <sighs> yeah, I mean I, I mean, I get it. It's 3D, but at the same time, it's like, oh, my God. I find your lack of effort disturbing. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, um, I, I thought that that was a nice little, little stroll into a... Uh, you know, like a, a nice little refresher of a movie, so. and Yeah, uh, it was an easy one. Yeah, and it's one of those also, like, when it popped up, instantly I read the title of the movie and automatically went into the Ice Nine Kills, Take Your Pick song. Like, it's like I could not get that freaking just beat out of my head. Like, oh, it yeah. was, yeah, so. It's hard. And that, that means that that song is really good, where it's just like, I could just look at the title of something and... Yep. Instantly get just be taken back into yep. something. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Things happened. Uh, yeah, I kept, I kept singing a bit of it in my head whilst watching this too. Um, over the weekend, it was um, not, not what I remembered. So anyway, let's get into some of the info on the film. And then um, we'll get into our thoughts. The filament. The film. Um, so My Bloody Valentine came out on February 11th, 1981. It was made for a budget of about 2.3 million Canadian. Yes, kids. This movie is filled with Canucks. Mm. I have no box office information. Uh, this, I just know that this movie bombed like crazy. Uh, it did not do well. Not sure if it came out against a major, like, Spielberg release or some some such at that point, or Indiana Jones or whatever. It was um, written by Steve Miller and John Beard. It was directed by George Mahalka. It stars... What a good name. Right? Mahalka. Mahalka. It stars Paul Kalman as TJ, Lori Hallier as Sarah, Neil Affleck as Axel, Keith Knight as Hollis, Alf Humphreys as Howard, Cynthia Dale as Patty... <laughs> Helene Udi as Sylvia, Rob Stein as John, Thomas Kovacs as Mike, Terry Waterland as Harriet, Carl Marot as David, um, Peter Cowper as Harry Warden, Don Franks as Chief Newbie, Patricia Hamilton as Mabel, Larry Reynolds as Mayor Hanniger, uh, Jack Van Evera as Happy. So... And happy is our harbinger of doom. <laughs> doom. I told you, sons of bitches. <laughs> so this is a slasher. Um, so if you is it new? It is. If you mm. haven't seen it, then maintain your expectations accordingly because it is a slasher and it does all of the slashery things. Um, we have a final girl. We have uh, sort of a hero, kind of. Yeah. Um, we have uh, I mean, he ain't no Ash Williams, but he's not Ash, but he'll do. You're right. We also have um, sorry. <laughs> we have a revenge plot. We have a love triangle. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, it's a pretty standard slasher for the time. Um, 1981 was like the peak of that post Halloween slasher boom. Yeah, it's like um, everything that was now in the oh well, we got to get this one guy going out and killing a whole bunch of yeah. people and uh, this was one well, Canada and I think we discussed this when we did our first Cronenberg movie a couple of years ago. Canada has a pro, the Canadian government has a program where they will fund the arts, so uh, a filmmaker can petition the Canadian government for a grant to make a film. Um, Cronenberg did it to get shivers off the ground. Oh, God. And then uh, this was done in a similar way to get My Bloody Valentine made, which takes place in a fictional town called Valentine Bluffs in Nova Scotia. And uh, so I don't know if uh, it hit you, but uh, since uh, I got to bring it back, uh, this whole movie, all I could hear is fucking Quint. It was a movie Why? full of fucking Quints. Like, it was just the way... Oh, because like, the townies? Yeah, it was just yeah. the, the way that, that they were all talking. They just had, like, this, like, Quint-like way of talking. And oh. it's just... it's. I don't know if it's just that, like, 
like I actually was gonna like text you because I was like, was this a a New England movie or was this a? Because I was like, I feel like it's there's a lot. There's very Canadian. It's very Canadian. yeah. But then I was just like, there's a lot of I don't know. Like the accents were just kind of all over the place. But there's a couple of times where I'm like. Where are we? All I can fucking hear is Quint, and it's just like that's weird. Yeah, it's like I was like just singing, you know, just uh, farewell and adieu. What an odd leap to make. I also watched Harvey Birdman before this, so yeah, you you're know, right. I guess. Uh, which I'm sure put you in the mood to watch a horror movie. My brain is mush right now. So the this one's a little bit different because it's not. It's not really a Cabin in the Woods movie. We're not dealing with teenagers. We're not getting... Yeah, they're a little oversexed, but these are young adults. They're people mostly in their 20s. Um, it's the town of Valentine Bluffs. Once upon a time, used to celebrate Valentine's Day. They'd have a big town-wide dance party thing. Um, all the way up until, like, 1960. No, 1961. In 1960, during the Valentine's Day dance, a couple of the supervisors... For the mines, yeah. had left the mines early to go get and, ready for the and dance. This, this is a mining town, yes. so and that's where it's like, it's uh, you got to keep that in mind. <laughs> um, no, where you gave some shitty openings, so let's, what? Let's, <laughs> I'm uh, gonna give, let me let me have a dad joke here and there. No. Um, but yeah, so they like it's everything revolves around the mines and it's yep. like that is the the way the town is is function everything functions around these that. mines yeah. yeah so uh back in the was you said 61 was it yeah it was or, 61 yeah. the the couple of supervisors left early to go get ready for this dance um leaving about a half dozen miners behind um and while the supervisors were gone, the mine collapsed in on itself. It took the town and, uh, and uh, how, whatever authorities they managed to pull in from neighboring, from nearby areas, to get the, to dig out the miners. It took them six weeks to get to the bottom of it. And by the time they got through the rubble, there was one left, Harry Warden. And he survived, like the Donner Party, by eating his fellow miners. <laughs> so... He was cuckoo banana pants by the time they found yeah. him. And um, he got taken away. A year goes by. He gets out of the asylum that he's in. And uh, goes and slaughters the two supervisors. And uh, he ha- he after that, he really wasn't seen or... Like, he was taken away and was never seen or heard from again. Yeah, that, that whole little story was... Uh was really interesting because it's like <laughs> they they start like set it up where it's like okay well they they make him into a cannibal yep and then then he gets out kind of starts getting help but then breaks out kind of and then goes after the people that that caused the problem but then he gets caught again and then he's just there like there's yeah. just nothing like that like he's kind of done with uh, oh my revenge is done I'm good like and then he just gets put away and then I was like okay well I was like a little part of me was like I'm not I was like ah it's kind of shit and then I go oh wait they just did that with the new Michael Myers kind of <laughs> so the way like, so they the the Valentine Bluffs puts the dance away and twenty years goes by we're in 1981 the present time this movie's set in and they the town decides let's bring the valentine's day dance back it's been long enough there's no chance of harry warden coming back an entire generation's gone by most of the people who knew of that you know they were children at the time so let's go ahead and do this thing until signs it start coming in where there's little uh, threatening Valentine's Day poems being sent to various officials. Um, and it looks like the way that the movie's set up, it's set up to be just about anybody in that town could be the killer. You're under the impression that Harry Warden came back, but on the other side of it, TJ Hanniger just rolled back into town after a year away. Um, and it's just a funny little dink that these murders are picking up right when TJ rolls back into town. So it, 
kind of a red herring to let you kind of sort of half-ass lead you to believe that it's probably TJ doing these murders. Um, I do want to start with positives on this thing. I do have to admit that the kills, there's two versions of this movie. So there's a theatrical version where the MPAA chopped it to bits. They removed like nine minutes, I think, of footage. So all of the kills are, you see it starting to happen, then cuts away. Um, much like a lot of what happened with the Jason movies later on in the 80s. Um, but if you get the Scream Factory version of it, they put all of the footage back in, so the movie's a bit longer, and you get to see the kills through to the end. I think one of the most famous ones from this movie is the pickaxe through the jaw, and it, com- it goes up through the jaw and out the eyeball hole. Yeah. Um, spearing one of the eyes on the tip of the pickaxe, um, which is fucking brutal. Uh, one of my favorites is the uh, shower. Mm. Oh, uh, where he picks, face. picks the girl yeah. up. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't know what it is about killers just pinning girls to things, but it's always fun. <laughs> so, but it's just like. It's fun for the whole but family. The, the whole the whole gimmick of the, you know, the ginger nut coming in thinking he's about to get laid and then he walks turns the corner and sees his girlfriend spewing water from her face in it's blood like, yeah, yeah it's, it's like water makes oh, blood. okay like yeah so I, I like that one a lot uh probably my favorite was um mabel in the dryer mabel so, so mabel i said so i says to mabel i says yeah it um that one was really cool because again she was killed off screen but we have the sheriff coming through to look for her, and um, there's the heart-shaped box. I think there was the heart-shaped box on the table. No, it no. was um, at first. Oh, the decorations were uh, all the director. Askew. Yeah, the decorations were were flipped up like because there was a bunch of like hearts, uh, right. like a little cutout hearts, and they were all flipped upside down. And so the sheriff went in to because they were going to stop the 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 whole dance mabel is the head of the committee so well that's right he went to talk to her so, about yeah sure canceling. yeah he was like we gotta stop it just to make sure that no one else gets hurt and literally she was the next victim and it was yeah. just yeah she was in the dryer um she had been killed and had her heart removed but he uh the killer threw her body oh. now she got a, a, a box like that's how that was that's what how that Mabel was. got. Yeah. She got the box. She got yeah. the box with the heart in it and a little yeah. poem on it. I was trying to like I was like I was like I know there was a box somewhere. I was like well, oh was, that's what it there was. There was a couple. Um, yeah. He the killer the miner. We'll call him the miner. He's the miner. The miner. Um, his mo was he'd kill. He didn't have a particular method of killing, but he would carve open their chest, remove the heart, and then send it as a little warning letter to whomever the next victim looks like it was going to be or to the the victim's significant other or whatever um so there were a couple of bloody boxes that were being sent around um and the poor sheriff i don't know what he and mabel had going on but i think it was a little something something oh yeah because he was real beat up when after he found her burnt up body tumbling out of that dryer which was really cool if you see the unedited version by the way like it's (sighs) practical effects man Hollywood practical effects. When they're good, they are good. Yeah. But he gets a Valentine that Mabel had set to be delivered like later that day. And you his face was just crushed. Like, oh man, y'all had a thing. Yeah. But uh, one of the, the best box openings was um so the sheriff is riding along with uh, another guy and they're heading down uh they're heading I think they were getting ready they're heading down towards uh, like one of the city little events or whatever, just mm-hmm. to, like, I guess they're about to talk about the dance or whatever. And he gets a box and they're just like, Oh, like, what is that? Like, Oh, it's, it's kind of funny. He opens up and he reads the letter and it's got like the shitty, like roses are red. Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing. And then he like lifts up the, the rest of the, the paper and it's a, the actual like human heart. And I'm like, that, yeah, that's fucking boss. Because he's just like sitting, he's like, oh no. And he's just like, I know what this is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be a little upset about yeah. it too. Like, 
especially because you could smell the you probably can smell the blood. Yeah. Well, and uh, there's and, no mistaking. And the whole else. thing with um, with Mabel, it was hilarious because he was walking through, and then as he started seeing those hearts, he would like he, he kind of like was like sniffing like the air. Like he was like there was something that was something was wrong. Yeah, and so I kind of liked that it wasn't a like. That they added that little detail where it's like there's a body cooking in that dryer. Oh yeah, because the way Mabel came out, where she was so cooked up, like you, you, it had to have smelled like burnt hair and barbecue in there. Oh yeah, so gross. So and I mean, and that's the thing is like a lot of times like blood will have that distinct smell to oh, yeah. it, that and it's iron like smell. Yeah. So, but it's just like having a body just in a dryer just and who oh. knows how long it was it's been in there she'd been in there for hours so that's what i'm like it's there's there definitely is some type of funk yeah oh yeah um but yeah that, that was that was the thing is like i was okay with a lot of the kills um i like that they it it was kind of a one of those like hometown folklore kind urban of urban legend urban things. legend yeah. guys because the strange thing about it was that everyone knows about the killings from the, uh, like from the minor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been over 20 years and nothing's never happened. Uh, but everyone, like the, the townies kind of use that as a, Oh, watch out. He's going to come get and get you. And oh, it's for just, sure. And, and I kind of like that, uh, that they did that where, it, it gave you that essence of, okay, there is there could have been a threat or uh, maybe like the the adults use it to scare the kids. Type oh of yeah, thing. keep them in and, line. Yeah, um, and so it's like you don't really know. It's like is he out there or sure. you know it, like uh, no one knows where he yeah. went. So he kind of became a boogeyman. Of so sorts. when the, everything starts happening and everyone starts go or the like the sheriff and the mayor are completely going nuts like oh we got to stop this thing um and they're trying to keep everything as quiet as possible not causing a ruckus right um i thought that was really funny but uh when they when they call the the hospital to get the records or to to i guess get a check-in on like where he is it's like is he actually at the hot like oh yeah they have no and, records yeah they're like we have no idea who the we fuck you're talking no about record of that patient which means he was either transferred or he's dead yeah and so but when she goes i we don't even, i don't even know who you're talking about mm-hmm. and i was like that's kind of a thing where it's like you probably should know a name like that i mean this the story's pretty pretty uh you know pretty crazy so it's like um but for her to just be like i have no records of of you at psycho cannibal killer nothing at all on anything under that name and the that's not disturbing yeah it's fine and so when the sheriff's oh she's like oh like i guess it, it could be like on the microfilms and i'm like first of all it's like you guys don't don't have like records that like how many like fucking nutcases do you have there to where you completely lose like well again all, you know, it, it comes <laughs> down to if he had been transferred or if he died then he would not have a record yeah. they just wouldn't have because this is the age of paperwork nothing's digital they're going to send the paperwork off with yeah. whomever took the body so there's that but it's like i don't know it's just again that was a little plot device to kind of make you because of the killings that already happened, so it's like, ooh, Harry Warden's back, Harry Warden's back, and it's a way to make our characters kind of off-kilter, um, because they're like, well, oh shit, did he come back? Yeah. And and then it was one of those things where, because it was 20 years ago, it was it became this thing of, was the story actually true? Like, right. did that actually happen? And it's, again, using that story to... Like, so that the adults can, you know, keep kids in line, yeah. and it's like they don't have to have uh, parties and all this other stuff, and it's just like, I don't know, like, it was just, it was a very bizarre tale, but at the same time, it was like, I kind of would hope that it, it it was a, like, a legit story, and, like, Harry was, like, I mean, clearly, it actually, you know. clearly it was, because it, it, 
there were killers and we come to find out when we find out who our actual actual killer is and we find out it's axel it's because his dad was uh one of the supervisors that got murdered that day yeah so there's a bit of a connection there in that regard um so that that which i i was watching a couple things just trying to see if there was any like interesting facts or whatever about the the filming of the movie and stuff and one that i did find that i thought was kind of neat was nobody on the cast knew who the killer was oh that's cool they didn't even know if they were the killer Oh. So Neil Affleck, the actor who played who played Axel, he um he didn't know he was gonna be till the end. Which was meant which was actually kinda genius to to go that route because then everyone's just gonna play their parts as they normally would. That's not cool. and you wouldn't have anybody who would be playing that part like there would be no tells. Yeah. I mean like you could definitely have that like they kind of set it up with the boyfriend, you know, com- combating type of thing. It's, they with, they with... worked in that love triangle thing, which your mileage may vary on that. Some people are cool with it. Some people aren't. I found it just, just a way to add drama, but it wasn't really super necessary when all was said and done. Outside of adding um, motivation to Axel actually going ahead and doing the murders because tj was axel was dating a woman named sarah and her ex-boyfriend was tj hanniger who was the mayor's son he had gone off for a year they said he was trying to live like the big do the big city make it kind of thing and he fell flat on his face so he came back to valentine bluffs well at that point sarah had already moved on and she was dating axel well he just tj just fucked off like he just no he went he there was he no, but he just to... he just left without telling her. He yeah, just, you know. But he didn't. He just didn't want to be a townie anymore. Yeah. Um, which is fine, but you would think that you would have that conversation with your girlfriend. Yeah. So I don't blame her for one second for being all pissed at um, what he was doing or what TJ was doing. But the other problem they were running into was how insecure Axel had gotten when TJ came back, because Sarah still loved him, and obviously there was no closure at the end of that relationship. So. You know, who knows? And that, I think, is what set Axel off. And if you had to kind of deduce the series of events here, I think he was, because it was at the same time that TJ had rolled back into town that these murders had started, I think Axel saw this as a perfect opportunity to um, frame TJ, see if he could get away with doing that, which wasn't what ended up happening. Um um, but I just thought it was cool that that nobody knew who the killer, the on the cast who was playing the killer. Yeah, that's neat. And there was there was a couple times where uh, I liked that throughout the movie you kind of had that moment of, okay, who is it? Mm-hmm. And you're you're as an audience member trying to pinpoint like who it is, and then at at, at some points you're just like. Okay, maybe it is Harry. Maybe right. maybe he is back. Maybe uh he was he got a whiff that there was a party and he's like, "Well, nope, not on my watch." Right. It's and it's a very plausible thing for that to have happened. It's not like it's not it, it's just uh I find it the, the coincidence part's the part that I kind of find funny. Where it's just like, "Oh, it just so happened that when TJ rolled back in, which weirdly was not actually addressed in the movie." Like when they, just, everyone just assumed Harry Warden was back. Nobody pointed the finger at TJ or anybody else. Um, even though, very as an audience, we could. But that—that's what I mean. Is like I love that they did use this old town folklore, where it was just like instantly, like oh my god, like because they knew how bad the murders were, but and nothing ever like that happens. But mm-hmm. it's just like. It's just one of those things where if something like really bad happens, it's it's got to be, it's it's got to be hairy. But it's like, and they did that with um, again going back to the the most late the the latest Halloween movie where I they kind of did that where it was just like thing like bad things were happening and it's like it's like so Michael Myers must be the root of the the problem type of thing. Yeah. So it's like I like I like that they did that and I like that they gave us this 
out to having any of the the teenagers be the the killer or any of that. Like so you go through the entire movie not having any type like I started kind of thinking of Axel like right at the end, but they're starting to be kind of some shady shit going yeah, on. Yeah, it like, started getting real messy. Yeah. Um, they weren't handling it quite as well by the end of the movie. I think because we were ramping up with um, the murders, it, it, I don't know if they were just losing steam by the end of it or if or what, but it it definitely started getting a little weird. Yeah. Towards the end. Well, I think part of it, too, was because the first at least half of the movie, nothing was really going on. Yeah, I mean, we're... It took a bit to really get into anything. Once we actually find out that it is Axel, um, when we get the big reveal, a lot of the the movie tends to actually start to make sense. Because he is all butthurt because his girlfriend is going to leave him. And he knows that, that oh, she Oh, he knew is. it was a matter of time, yeah. And, like, he was just trying to, like, just prolong it as much as he could um and then and then tj every time he turned around i mean they they work with each other so it's like you can't can't they constantly are 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 at each other and then the fact that the mayor is now throwing on this party where you know just earlier like years and years earlier his father well like we don't know about it but it's like his father was killed. So now he's being triggered by those turns of which, events. Which is funny because that would later is an idea that would be used in Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yes! Which, which I was, was going to bring it up to that you. That was that. when the big reveal about Axel at the end happened. That was the first thing I thought of was yep. Billy. Even though Silent Night, Deadly Night was three years later. So it, it, I was just like, oh, so it seems like they borrowed a bit yeah. from the idea of my bloody valentine yep and so i i said the same, same exact thing. similar villain origin story yeah. there and so i like that they that they took this whole idea of it's not only was it a revenge but it it kind of had like extra layers to it because it was, yeah, there was definitely a few things going on yeah i mean like so you had the the jealous boyfriend and he was going to get back at the town. And there was a scene where uh, right after him and TJ getting a little fist fight. A little fist fight? Yeah. <laughs> it was a, like, I mean, he took like one good swing and then they kind of like wrestled each other a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, like, TJ kind of, I think, no, TJ got his ass kicked. Yeah. Um, Never mind. So, but then Axel goes outside and he just sits down and has, has himself a, a nice little cry. Yeah, he pouts. And. Mm-hmm. At that moment, you could kind of say it's like mm, people are going to get fucked up. Like it's going to like everyone that he went. Really, after, I think so. Yeah, I, I think that's He's, when I think that's when it was just like I'm going after everyone, all like all all of these kids. Like because I think um, I thought that uh, I was waiting for him to actually get killed when he went outside. I was like, oh, this is it. He's cut from the herd. He's going to end up dead next. Yeah. Um, well, no, no, I'm, I'm, th- I'm saying, like, after we get the reveal from, like, Oh, that, okay, yeah, you mean on that, rewatch, you would then, see that. Yeah, on the rewatch, it's like, you could sit there and go, oh, okay, that's, the, I could see where everything is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, the other killings, though, like, as it started off, because things were actually, like, ramping up, but all the killings were very isolated, and that's yeah. where it's like I think it was yeah he was maybe like the start of it and then it just kind of was like fuck it I'm just escalating all of this and like everyone's fucking dead he's like I, I don't have the I think maybe he was using the the killings at the beginning to like I don't want the party to happen at all and it's like let's stop all this shit and I think there was a, an element of he wanted to try to drive TJ away too yeah. Um, I think that had a lot to do with with what he was doing. Was I, I mean killing Mabel and then like I I, I want to know who he killed or what where he got those hearts from before like uh, because like those that that's how the movie really starts off is we find hearts in a box 
Well, it was because he killed. He had brought that blonde girl down to the mine. Remember, we had a little second base. Oh, action? that's right. She Forgot was about the first her, yeah. one. The no-name blonde was the first one with a little heart on her boob. Oh um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he freaked out. And then, she, yeah. yeah, so she got it first. Um, unfortunately, she was just uh, wrong place, wrong time, lady. Yeah, and then I mean, at least he got a cop to feel on that. And... I suppose. Um, and then, so hers was the the, the kickoff. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I forgot. I I really forgot all about her at the beginning. I think that's one of the biggest problems about this movie is it's incredibly forgettable. Um, unless you, unless it really gripped you somehow. This movie, I pretty much forgot about it five minutes after I shut it off. Like, oh, it's, wow, it's hard to. It's not. It's not to say it's terrible. It's just it when you've seen as many slasher films as I have, and there's people out there who've seen more. But if you've seen more than a couple of them, then you know the tropes. You know what you're looking at. Even though this is one of the oldest slasher films, having come out in '81, you you're just, it's just like okay, it's cut and paste. A lot of that stuff you've seen it all. The paint by numbers daily, and then. That's it. I mean, the minor, the look of the minor was actually really cool. Um, yes, there's a couple of iconic kills in here, but the general plot of the film, it it goes away really fast. The big reveal of Axel at the end goes away really fast. Like, there's not a lot of staying power outside of, like, a couple details, which would be, like, whatever your favorite kill was and the way that the minor looked. And that's about it. That's that's all I would see because in a couple of days, like, I'm I'm probably gonna be like, yeah, I think I think I watched that this week. I don't imagine I'm gonna have a whole lot of recall. I mean, I just watched it two nights ago, and it was just it just poofed, <laughs> which is bad. It's not not good when you have a movie that just disappears um, almost as soon as you finished watching it. That's not a great sign. Um, which is a shame because I actually want to like this movie. Like I feel like I should. And uh it's hard to like a movie you can't remember you haven't you have a hard time remembering if you've even seen. Um, the one thing that I felt was really funny was the fact that the plot of the movie uh, or like the basis of it was this town and you literally could have just put in any holiday at all. Like, it, you could have, like, we're going to do Groundhog's Day. And it's like, I I kind of feel like... It's just because of the town name. I know. And that's where it's like, I, I find it... I find it interesting that they that they took that little element where it's like, okay, well, it's because the town was named, you know, Valentine Bluffs. And we're we're just gonna do it like on Valentine's. Like it's funny. It's like you literally could have done it on Christmas, or you could have done it on you know, Arbor Day, or whatever the f- fuck. It like it did not matter. It's like the fact that yeah, the there was a was, party that was a fairly inconsequential. Yeah, um, thing. It's, it's just the fact that there was a party, and the supervisors left the mines and left unattended miners down in this area, and it, they got caved in. It's like that's the that I mean that's your big big story. Yeah, that's, but it's just, that's that's the point. Yeah, but it's just funny. They're like, okay, we're gonna call it my bloody Valentine because it's gonna revolve around like it's like this weird minor. It's like it just doesn't. It, it's it's such a like okay. So when we watched Valentine, right, mm-hmm. and it you had the Cupid mask and yeah, it was a whole. So look. everything kind of actually had a an actual Valentine feel around, uh, around like all the kills, everything. I mean, it's like a, a big house party, uh, a bunch of teenagers. So I mean, like this actually worked out really good. Having this film set in a mining town as like you, as like, I almost feel like if you would have just taken away the whole Valentine away from it, we'd have a completely different movie. I don't know if it was because everything was so focused around this holiday that it just didn't... I mean, I don't think we would have had a different movie, if I'm being totally yeah. honest. I think everything would have gone... The The only thing they would have had to change was the reasoning as to why 
we had a killer, but ultimately it was all the same. We Mm. ended up with a killer because somebody was being irresponsible in the mine. And, um, that was the long and the short of it. It's just, uh, yeah, it was just a tragic accident and a revenge story. It's, you know, you've seen one, you've seen them all. It's kind of, which kind of sucks. Um, but no, I, I do like that you also had that Silent Night, Deadly Night MO because it was just like, it like once Axel was revealed, it was like, that was, that well, was, the, that was an instant other, like, oh my God. Like, the other part of it too was, um, and where the name also comes from is where Axel, after the reveal and the cops are taking him away. Um, dragging him out of the mine and he looks back over his shoulder and he's yelling at Sarah um, will you be my, my valentine will you be my bloody valentine ha ha and then he's, you know, he starts doing the crazies um, that I think is part of where the title came from because it was supposed to be called something else it was like the secret or something like that like it was titled something else mm. until that line was said at the end of it will you be my valentine will you be my bloody valentine um that was where the the change occurred um and i mean it's it's kind of cool i suppose it's just yeah the the ending for this was also like kind of threw me off because it's like are they doing this thing where it's like okay axel is now living in the mines or they couldn't find him it's like no he was taken away no He he wasn't no, he, he got away. Oh, that's right. He, they they were he, trying to, and he ran away. Yeah, he got away, and like he went down into the mine area, and that's where we we're getting the, like all the. We were supposed to have it, it was sequel bait, and we never got a sequel. Yeah, and I'm like, it's like so, Oops. like because of like, well, Axel, we'll wait for you here, bud. Like, but you see what I mean? Like, it's only been a couple days, and I'm having a hard time <laughs> stringing the details together. Like, I remember what he said, but I swear he was saying it as he was being carted out of the mine. He wasn't. Like, now I remember the rubble, and I think it was TJ and Sarah were peeking through a hole in the rubble, and he's on the other side, like, beating a hasty retreat. Now it's come back to me, because you said something. It's just (laughs) frustrating um, when you are doing a podcast where you talk about movies, and you can't remember the movie you just watched. It's fine. It's totally fine. Um, but yeah, that's, that's to the detriment of this. A lot of people I've heard call this sort of a, um, a cult classic or at one point it was considered a lost classic because it was out of print for so long. It was out of print for decades until, um, I think there was like a singular DVD release and then it wasn't until Scream Factory did theirs. Like it was in and out of print pretty quickly. Um... And then, um, then there was a Scream Factory one. I think it was like two years ago that had come out. Yeah, I don't know. I just this was a tough one. I like a slasher, so this was a tough one for me to get into. Uh, it just moved so it just moved slow, which normally doesn't bother me. But like nothing's really going on. This one I remember when we first watched it back uh, for the remake, and right. this is like right when. The, I mean, I remember watching the trailer for the remake, and then I was like, well, I've never actually seen the original. Right, because I hadn't either at that yeah, point. Yeah, and I also remember it being just very slow as well. And what I think what, what was interesting was we literally just did, I believe at the time, Spooky Empire. Mm-hmm. And a few of our friends also saw it. And they were like, "Oh yeah, no, it's like you you guys would like it. It's like it's right up your alley, and and just kind of." And it is. That's the, yeah. that's what's kind of annoying about it. Is it? It actually it is. And that's where it's like every it ticks all the boxes, but but it's not a, satisfying in the no. least. And that's where I'm, like I'm also trying to figure out where it's like okay, well, like on that first go round, I'm like, well, why didn't I like it that much? It's like why sure. why was it? Like and I'm trying to think of like okay well was it just the 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 whole thing with the minor and it's like or was it around Valentine's Day or like what was it it's like because I like Jason and it's just a dude in a hockey mask mm-hmm. killing a lot of kids that's about it yeah but why do I like it so much and that and that 
this was this was a Friday the Thirteenth ripoff for sure. Oh, 100%. but it was it was a it was a revenge plot. It, it's just instead of a dead mom, you had dead mining supervisors. I don't know. It it that's probably the best word I have to use for this movie is it's frustrating. Um, just because I I feel like I should like it, but I don't. If that makes any sense at all. Now, the first time we watched it, I had those feelings. On this time, I had different feelings. Um, I actually felt differently on that. I was like, I actually didn't, I, I didn't hate it as much as I did. Or, I didn't... It wasn't as much of a disappointment as it was the first time around, like, a few years ago. Right. So, I was like, okay, like I, I enjoyed it a lot more. And also, the watching it on the... the I, I, I'm gonna, We're going to call it the Scream Factory version. Yeah. Right. So, watching it... Because I watched the original cut first. And, uh, or for, 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 for the podcast. Yeah. Oh, okay. For, for the podcast, uh, today, I watched the original first and then I went back and saw all of the clips and, and kind of deleted stuff and the deleted stuff inside. And I was like, and it made it, uh, 10 times better. So it's like, yeah, if you can get the Scream Factory version of it, that's the version to watch. Um, well, that's where all the good stuff is. Yeah. It's basically an unrated version of the movie. But it makes the movie so much more palatable. And it's like, and which is weird to say because it's a lot of just murders. Like, the murders make it so much better. It is a palatable murder. <laughs> so, but like, yeah. So I went back and I, and I rewatched it with the, so I, with all of the, the extended stuff and... I I didn't hate it as much as I thought I I was going to. Well, you watched it twice, so here's yeah. Your due diligence, and that's why I was like, I was like, man, I was like, you know what? That's actually, I was like, I'm 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 with it. Like I'm I'm okay with it. Like at at first, uh, like going back to like Silent Night, Deadly Night, right? I had those same feelings where it's like for years, like I never wanted to watch the movie. I thought it was uh, just a dumb idea, and then yeah. it's like now it's become one of my favorites like it's because it is so dumb because it's, it's just it's just that it's that weird gimmick but at the same time it's got that that good horror movie charm and it's just that yeah it does it, it, it like it, it just works like now it's like every christmas what are we saying to each other punish every single time Naughty. It's like, yeah it's like we cannot get around it so it's like now we we have become fans the of that weirdos. yeah and so with the minor it's uh it's funny because you and me are massive ice nine kill fans mm-hmm. and i literally have their logo tattooed on my wrist yeah you do <laughs> and uh like you buy all their merch and it's just like yeah we're, we're we're in it um but they have a song for uh take your pick and it was like and it uh, features uh, Corpse Grinder from Cannibal Corpse. So I am also a huge Cannibal Corpse fan. And so... Mitch and it's, the, a, it's a deathcore song. They really went in. Like, it is a heavy tune. So it was funny because, like, when we didn't know... Like, all we got to know about the album before it came out was that, oh, Corpse Grinder's gonna be on it, but we don't know... The song what? was just called Take Your Pick. It yeah. wasn't really, it, it wasn't indicative of anything. Yeah, we were like, we like, so we were sitting there speculating like, oh, is it going to be this? Like, what are, like, and so when it, when we found out that it, it was My Bloody Valentine, I was just like, I was like, oh, I was, I was a little, I was a little bummed. And then the song like got released and I'm like, holy shit. The video's pretty fun. I was like, yeah, like, the video, the video's bonkers, but uh, it really is nuts. But it's just like I mean I don't know, like there's just there's just so much going on in that that video, but like uh, but yeah it's like just having the the heaviness of that song mixed in with just the just the theme of of my bloody Valentine and 
just using all like the the bad like Valentine puns and stuff like that in oh, the yeah. song, like, and it's just like and that that drop and that beat is just. Oh my god, it's like you just like just don't be around me. Like it's yeah. just you cannot like I'm in a mosh with anybody. I'm just going to start throwing kids. It's going to yeah, be Yeah, the the, the cuz you really like the breakdown oh with the god, breakdown. The break. Like it was they dun, broke dun, they broke dun, down dun, the dun, breakdown dun, dun, dun. Oh. and then broke it down again. Oh. And then and, they broke it down again. And then it comes in with that corpse grinder just that growl and just the oh Oh, it's, it's so, so gross. Good. It's so icky. good. But yeah, so I highly recommend going to listen to that if you guys are into some metal. Um, and it's always good if you're in a reaction, you know, channel. It's just the, it's a, you know, every reaction channel did that song and it's like, just so, so awesome. It's like, so bizarre to me. Those reaction channels are so, cause they're so disingenuous. Like I watch some of them. I'm like, you are so fakey. Look at this stagey there's shit. There's one guy, um, I forgot. I, I hate that I forget his name, but it's like I because I watched a a bunch of his videos. But like, uh, it's funny because he got in, like he started listening to it, and all of a sudden the breakdown comes in, and you like, I stink I call face. it the stink face. It's like when your music makes you look like like there's like just a rotten fart that just crossed your path, and you're just like, oh my god! Like when it gets like a just a beat that good. It's like, oh, it's like this guy, like, you could just see it. It's like, like, boom, like, it just hit him. He's like, oh, my God, I can't get the... I was like, oh, I was like, instant stink face. I was so, so (laughs) happy with it. Yeah, you were excited about that one. I was, like, I was happy about that because he's also not a metal guy. And for him to get that reaction, like, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm with it. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, right. Um, But, yeah, it's like, so I was not very happy about the song. I was just like, oh, like... Because I, I I'm not a f I wasn't a fan of that genre like or that particular movie, so I'm like, okay, I mean, I'll just stick with, you know, my it and Jaws and like sure. I'll I'll stick with those songs, I'll be fine. But then I was like, you know what? It's like as I like I kept listening to the song, like it was making me like the song itself was helping me kinda gain a little bit more respect for the movie. And I thought that was actually kind of funny that the song was doing that, not the movie, like the opposite yeah. way around. I'm like, glad that worked out for you because it didn't help the movie for me at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the song because, like, the deathcore vibe's not my bag. And if it's yours, then great. Uh, it's just not mine. Um, and I like music, heavy music to a point, but not when you're. Uh, get rid of the melody. Oh no, that's, that's all me. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you have to keep melody. If it sounds like a bad time, I'm in. Um. So yeah, I just uh, I uh, I think we'll just I'll give the skull rating now. This is a two. I mean, I'm not gonna tell anyone to not watch it. It's not the. It's really not a steaming pile of crap. It just. It's just there. It's worth a watch, I suppose, just because. If you like a slasher movie, and especially if you're kind of a gore hound, and you, I would definitely recommend the Scream Factory version where they put all the gore back in. That's definitely going to tick some of your boxes. But it, um, it's just not, it doesn't, there's no staying power. Which is a shame, because like, I'll see it pop up on a stream, a streaming service somewhere, and I go, oh yeah, that movie exists. And then I just kind of keep scrolling. Um, it's not bad. It's not great. There's a lot of, like, the girl who was, uh, the one who ended up getting impaled on the the pipe in the shower room, her circuit, oh boy, uh, running around, grabbing her head, screaming, no, no, That was actually probably, like, one of the best, like, more... That was corny as hell. I liked it. I, thought, I was I was about it. I, I thought, thought that was, was cool. some hokey shit. It's bad acting. Uh, yeah. It is very Canadian. You have to really appreciate it. The the Canadian lead up accent. For, no the lead up for that. But then when he actually grabs her and she starts screaming, I was like, I felt that little moment was as like no, it was her running like, around like a chicken with her head cut off was the part that I was like, yeah. okay, this is a bit much because it went on for like a hair too long. Yeah, um, and, and it did the whole like. Typical, like, Billy, is that you? Yeah. Like, that, is this that... isn't funny. Yeah. That yeah, whole... I was not the 
biggest fan of that. Um, I, uh, and then you have to be cool with the Canadian accent. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry if you're not, because there's a <laughs> lot of it in this movie. It is, it was filmed in Nova Scotia. You can tell. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you, if you find the Canadian accent charming, and I think we have a few Canadian listeners. I do. So, uh, we do find you charming. I do. I do. Uh, I mean, I I played hockey with a whole bunch of mess of them, so it's like for for years I still like have this thing now where it's like I have a problem saying like house or like uh, like I I used to like draw out my O's <laughs> because it's like I I would hang around with all my friends so long that it's just like I started like talking like them, and then it was weird because I would start hanging out with my actual family, and they're all southern. So I would also have, like, the weird southern Canadian accent, and it was just, like, I didn't know who I was anymore. Like, <laughs> it was just... It, um... And I, my family, I legit have a... Most of my mother's side of the family is from Canada. They're, uh, Quebecers. Quebecers. They're Quebecers. So it's, um... Yeah. My... Both sets of great-grandparents immigrated here from Quebec in the 1920s. So, about 100 years ago. But anyway. Um, <laughs> See, that's a lot cooler than what mine was. Yeah, no, my, mine <laughs> legit is, I'm legit Canadian uh, on mom's side of the family. Nope, I'm straight Southern. Yep. Hell, I, I'm actually, and fun little fact, I am a descendant of the Hatfields. So, if you've ever known about the Hatfields and the McCoys, look that up. And, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Hatfield. And I'm, like, legit Hatfield. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Bunch of pig um, so, so, yeah, I mean, there's a few charming things about this, um, but that's why I'm only giving this a two, is because in a couple days I'll have forget I, forgotten I even watched it. What about you? Um, me, I liked it a little bit more, like I said, than what I initially watched it uh, from our previous uh, years. And... This one, I'm in the same boat. Uh, it w- wasn't that it was forgetful. Um, it was just one of those, like, for me, it's like, it's just there. Um, I it think, exists. Yeah, it's a movie. Um, like, for a movie, like I said, like, once we got into the reveal that it was Axel, and I had the whole thing of, like, oh, it, that's a, such a, that's a Silent Night, Deadly Night thing. Um, Even though that movie came after. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I understand that it came after, but when you look at them side by side, even though that they are both holiday movies, it's the the comedy and the enjoyment out of Silent Night, Deadly Night trumps this, but I think it's because of the type of killer. Um, I... Definitely give it more credit than it, like I said, than I gave it uh, years ago. Um, the Miner, I actually dig. I, I think he was a pretty cool little killer. I like the gas mask. Um, Good look. Gimmick. I like I mean, I'm uh, really big into Slipknot, and so I love that old school Sid Wilson um, with the gas mask. I, I really miss that. Um, but it's just like, it's just, I've always loved that gas mask look like it's always been creepy it's almost like a um the death mask from uh italy like with the the bird the plague mask like that's kind of what they always gave me was like it was like a uh, a modern day plague mask um so i I just thought that was a cool little thing and having uh the miner just kind of popping up in in certain areas um actually worked out for me like it was it was kind of neat um, because I always, I always felt like he'd be very clunky walking around and he was still very, very was, silent. So it, yeah, it was very smooth too. Yeah, very smooth. Um, he was a guy who knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, especially like when he actually got into the mines, it was, uh, there was a couple of times where it's like there, the miner was walking down the, the, one of the shafts and then he was walking towards the kids and then decided to veer off. And then that was it. I was like, just go get them. I was like, they're just sitting there. No, they're not doing anything. It's just like, it's two chicks that are literally crying watching you walk down. And it's like, you just fuck off. It's like, 
uh, I was like, so there, there was, there was choices, but I like that the presence of him still gave this like, okay, we're fucked kind mm-hmm. of attitude. It was definitely he cut an intimidating figure for sure. Yeah, so I thought that w- that was cool. Um, I like the the kind of like the who done it, and that's like they didn't really give you the the idea of like of, of who it could be until. Like, right at the end when there was the reveal. So, that was really cool. And, as you said, with the little tidbit with the... None of the Nobody actors. I was, like, that, I was like, that's fucking, like, MCU shit. Where it's like, <laughs> we're not fucking telling anybody Don't tell anything. Tom Holland. Yeah, don't tell Tom Holland. Um, but, for this one, I'm going to give this one a 2.3. Um, okay. It's it's there. It, I, I'm also in that same boat. But, it's one of those, like... I didn't hate it as much as, as before, so it was one I mean, of those... it went up in your esteem, which is always good. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's where it's like, you know what, it's like, if I had to rewatch it again, I'd, I think I'd be okay with it. Yeah, I kind of feel that way, like, I wouldn't be mad if I had to yeah. rewatch it again, I just wouldn't remember I rewatched it. Yeah, and that actually might, might be an okay thing, but <laughs> at the same time, it's like, now, anytime I, I would go back for a rewatch at some point, it's like, it has to be... The Scream Factory. I cannot. No, you can't do the cut up version of nope. it. Nope. It no. can't. Cannot be. Be that way. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's usually what happens with Scream Factory runs, they anyways. Seem I to mean, find the good stuff. I mean, shit. Like, I gotta find a, a copy of uh, the Blob. Like, that's actually like my. I think it'll probably be on my my birthday or like my birthday gifts to myself this year just for because right. it's like I just want the blob like it's been that and uh, Doctor Giggles like that. Well, that's like, actually being released in the spring. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Scream Factory is actually doing a Doctor Giggles release. If you go back to our first season in 2019, we did an episode on Doctor Giggles, which was our first sort of hidden gem that we had found uh, that both of us sat back and were very surprised at how fun that movie was. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge Dr. Giggles fan now, and it's like, I am like over the moon that they're going to be doing a Scream Factory yep. version of that. Getting a big so, release on that guy. So once that, that is released, boom, it is in my collection. Right? Get it, get it. All right, so I, Meg, have an announcement to make. Uh, this will be my last episode of the show. Um, I cannot, I have enough things on my plate that I just can't commit to devoting, even though it's a few hours a week, I still can't devote the time anymore to making this work. Um, I don't know if Lunchbox is going to carry on without me. It, we, it might be, ref- I don't know. I don't know if this is just the end or what, but for me, um, I have to step back. Um, I have too many things on my plate and too many, um, life things and changes going on for me to be able to actually like give the amount of time needed to make this a decent show. Um, I feel like if I continue going it's i'm just gonna end up half-assing it and we're gonna have more missed weeks because i wasn't able to get to the movie or whatever um so yeah i uh this one's gonna be it for me um yeah i'm kind of kind of upset about that (laughs) yeah um yeah i don't know what i'm gonna end up doing just because I'm not that interesting by myself, so I need to have some type of person to kind of combat my my bullshit and and to bat shit off of. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. This this might be this might be the end. We'll we'll see. Um, I will leave all of our episodes up and running. So I mean, if you are you know, a fan of the show and you like like hearing us. And want to go back through our old catalogs? Like I'll leave everything up, and, and just kind of just yeah. Just, those those, you know, those leave will be going. available. They're not going yeah. anywhere. So, but uh, yeah, as as of right now, like it is kind of up in the air. I mean, it might be a thing where we we get it back together, and like things start to, like our schedules start to kind of work, and 
who knows? Um, we'll see, but uh, yeah, that that is a bummer because you just told me tonight. So I'm yeah. I'm also uh, trying to to not kayfabe it. And, <laughs> and no, like, you're trying to kayfabe it and oh, make yeah. sure that you're not going to be getting all stupid about it. Yeah, because because uh, I I love doing the show and that was something where it's I love nerding out and actually talking about random shit like this and mm-hmm. i mean it's so yeah that that's a it's kind of a bummer and and like i definitely like we just crossed our 10,000 plays so i mean you guys have been you know listening to us and it's uh that's that's it's pretty awesome so you know thank you guys for for joining us every week and you know yeah it's it's been fun um so I guess until until next time, I suppose, we'll see. or you know, to wherever the future may take us. I'm Mistress Meg. I'm that good buddy Lunchbox. And um, we'll catch you on the other side.